this loves RV Stop 250 Betting Picks Edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. BX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away 100K. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Vicin. Sign up now. Save 40% off their football season special when you use promo code SGP. Vicin.com slash subscribe. Promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGP to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Thankfully, Kurt Busch, that is what we do here on this show. We talk racing things. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Sorry about the no YouTube video last night. Literally all hell broke loose. Uh, I did lose a channel on my board in the process. RIP Channel 1 on my roadcaster, so I switched to Channel 3, and we're all back up and functioning, Cody. Thank God. Hey, uh, it made it. I'm assuming you've had it since we started. So if so, made it through 271 episodes of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. That's pretty decent. Pretty decent run for Channel One. So RIP. Appreciate your your service, your sacrifice. <laughs> we'll see you in the next slide. <laughs> oh, my God. And then so, OK, just a little behind baseball, too. With the Roadcaster, you pre you program all of your uh, all of your channels to a certain way. So I had to spend all of yesterday copying all of Channel 1 settings into Channel 3. So hopefully you are hearing this with the same amount of clarity and pro- uh, production that you're used to hearing uh, out of this show. So patience, if if you haven't, I'll get there, I suppose. You sound perfect to me, Rod, but that's been since day one as well. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. But uh, All right, this is, of course, the truck episode. There are trucks, there are cup drivers, there are no Xfinity drivers at Talladega this weekend. We are set for the Love's RV Stop 250, another one of those fun names to continue to say. Uh, you know, we talked about it a lot in the Cup Series episode yesterday about how, obviously, the chaos that comes with Talladega, super speedway racing in general, and that... You know, this is a week where you go light because you don't want to throw a lot of a lot of irons in the fire because those irons will surely burn. So uh, you want to make sure that you're not heavily invested. But Cody, 
the trucks are even more so. They're chaotic on a normal track, let alone a super speedway. So this is one where I suggest you probably go the lightest that you've ever gone in your life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much, right? It's it's chaos. You get the you get the 36, 38 best in the world NASCAR drivers in the Cup Series, you know, on on a track like this, and they make mistakes and they mess up, and there's big wrecks. You take two steps down to the Truck Series, and we've got some absolutely incredibly talented drivers in this series, but. There's a lot of very young drivers, some drivers, or we're going to talk about one of them making his first career start on a super speedway in the truck series because he wasn't eligible to race earlier this season when, when they went to super speedways, cause he wasn't old enough. And so you've got those younger people and, and the less experienced and, and the, you know, that, so you mix all that in with Talladega and in the playoffs, shit's going to get crazy. Shit's going to get exciting. And that's what makes betting on super speedways fun. Well, you know what makes betting on super speedways not fun? Crappy odds. That is, my friend, exactly what we were looking at when we opened up the books today. I honestly, I've never been this disappointed in my life other than that Christmas when I woke up and I did not see any presents under the tree for me. That is the last time I've been this disappointed in my entire life. That sounds like a sad story. (laughs) My childhood was sad. But no, listen... I'm just saying, like, that was what I felt like when I woke up and I looked at the odds. I was like, you're going to give me this? I would have preferred you didn't give me any odds for this. I mean, like, JK, no truck odds this week. Don't say that, Rod, because I'm glad we got some odds. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's tough to navigate this week. We'll be straight up with you. It's it's A lot of these odds are pretty gross, uh, and there's not a lot of, of stuff we super love. It, it was a little more difficult to put together the card this week. Um, I haven't looked through all of your bets, but uh, I mean, I got, I specifically have got a lot of dart throws. Like we're just going to throw again. And, and we talk about this every time we come to the super speedways talked about yesterday on the cup series, right? You t- you approach super speedways differently. You got to go lighter. You've got to know that one little tiny mistake will wipe out half the field, wipe out half the bets. That's how it goes. But you can also use that to your advantage. You can hit longer shot odds. That's why we're giving you 125 to ones. That's why we're giving you 70 to ones because these types of bets hit more often on these tracks than they do everywhere else. So makes it fun. Got to be careful at the same time. So there's your word of caution, of course. Um, but yeah, that being said, uh, it is it is pretty gross. And again, no top tens, which makes it makes it even harder, right? Because you you've got top fives, you got top threes. Why is it so hard to get top tens in the truck and Xfinity series? I Again, I I think I understand because they're afraid of what we'll do to them if they give it to us. So I get it from that part point of view. But come on, give us an offering at least. Uh, so that sucks. But yeah, overall, definitely a rough week. Did not open these up and, and get super excited about what was out there. Um, but like we always do, we dug deep. We looked through it. We're not going to give out bets we don't believe in. Um, and, and we'll give you our sides of why we think these could be good bets to place. Hopefully we'll cash it and make some money. And uh, if not, We'll probably get to enjoy a pretty chaotic and fun truck race, and then again, that's super speedways. Like you knock, you don't get disappointed. At least you shouldn't. If you if you approach it correctly, you shouldn't. If you lose all of your bets and you don't make any money, you shouldn't be as disappointed as you are. If that happens to you at Texas, if that happens to you last week at Texas, then damn, yeah, we did something wrong. We got to go back to the drawing board. What? Why didn't it go correctly? Right? But at Talladega. It's Talladega, and if you lose them all, you got to go into it even more so than a normal week. 
expecting for that to be the case and just have fun. And it makes these weekends a lot of fun. It, it breaks it up too, because we don't get them that often, right? Only the third time the trucks have been on a super speedway this year. And the last two were in February and March, I think, or February and April. So it's been a minute. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and for again, for you watching out there too and listening and, and all that, you, you've heard us say it before. Obviously, we've had super speedway races before, so this is nothing new to you. But yeah, I mean, it is it is one of those situations where you know you could do all the research in the world and then you know they go three wide at the wrong time and half the field gets wrecked out and doesn't matter what you said after that. So, um, you know, again, we could probably just preface all of these these bets that we give you is because Dega and, and really just kind of call the show there, like we said yesterday during the Cup Series show, but we're, we obviously won't do that for you. We'll give you we'll give you the and again, research. There's there's educated and we talked about this yesterday, right? It's we're it is throwing darts at a board in a, in a way, but you're also there's some education behind it, right? And there's a reason we bet against Kyle Larson every time because sure, one time in his career he got into the top five and didn't you know any he, he won that side of the head to heads, but most of the time he wrecks out and it doesn't work out and. So we find, you know, you can find these nuggets, you can find the research for people who tend to be better on this type of track, who tend to avoid the chaos. Nobody's immune from it. We know that. Uh, but I think we did a pretty good job. I think so too. And I think books are just getting wise now. They're, they're, they've been a couple of seasons now into this where they know better than to offer too many of these 200 to ones that actually could I mean, I'm sure as a bookmaker, I'm looking at a 201 going, okay, is this really a 201? Are we just doing this because of the name? Like, look into this because if we get burnt on this, and like you said, the top 10s, they know better than to give you top 10s, and they know better than to let you parlay top 10s because a couple books got burned by that, and somebody won a million bucks. So uh, probably won't do that again. So, um, all right, we got some news. But first, I got to tell you about game time. Buying tickets absolutely a horrific experience for the better part of my life ever since they introduced you being able to buy on apps it's been horrible because not only do they gouge you for prices and just up the costs to actually have the convenience of purchasing them on an app but if you don't know if you're going to go to the concert until the last minute then you're equally screwed because not only do you have trouble finding tickets to the event at all but you have trouble finding ones that are actually going to fit within your price range. You're not spending $6,000 for the nosebleed seats. Thank God those days are over. Game Time is the app that erased every bit of stress and worry and gnashing of teeth of buying tickets online on the app. Just download the app. You are not only going to be able to find great last-minute ticket deals to anything you want to go to, whether it's a sports event, whether it is a concert, whether it is, um, I, I can't even think, I'm out of analogies as far as other things that you can go to. But if it sells tickets, Game Time's going to help you get there. And they're going to give you last-minute deals on those tickets to do that as well, and flash deals to do it too. Plus, I'm telling you right now, this is a cool, a cool feature. If and when you buy tickets on Game Time, they're going to send you a picture from the seat that you're sitting in or you're going to be sitting in so you know exactly what you're looking at when you get there. Plus, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else. Game time's going to credit you 110% of the difference. Stop buying tickets any other way. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account. Redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. 
Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team, or as we know now, drive alongside your favorite driver all season long. Win up to 20 times your money in a single game or race by going five for five. And from now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of your first deposit up to $500. Plus $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. They're giving away a total of $2 million in prizes all season long. $100,000 in prizes just this week. 10 lucky people are going to wake up with $10,000 in their account want you to be one of those people. There's a new sweepstakes happening every week of the NFL season. We're going to give out plenty of our favorite underdog plays. we got a full episode dedicated to it at the end of the week, so make sure you come back for that. We're going to give you higher or lower on underdog, give you some our favorite picks and plays, uh, so make sure you tune in for that. Watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, underdog will double your first deposit up to 5 hundred dollars that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn cody big huge gigantic earth-shaking news coming out of the truck series and and before we announce it there's a lot of things that go into your mental stability and sometimes i wonder if a big deal like this because we talked a lot about kyle bush being checked out of of things in the cup series is the last few weeks. I mean, yeah, he's had a couple of good finishes here and there, but by and large, it seems like he's just kind of going through the motions. Right. And you wonder, I mean, this was this, this deal we're going to talk about here in a second. It's been in the making. It's not like it happened overnight, but this kind of stuff, much like him switching teams has to weigh on you as a person, which is going to affect your performance. I mean, I'm a low life podcaster and I know that there's things that impact my performance, you know, just podcasting. So I can only imagine on a grander scale what Kyle Busch is going through as, as he announces uh, the big announcement today. And and you got to think that this has maybe a little bit to do with why he's struggling in the Cup Series. But on the whole, this is big news. Yeah, this is huge news. I mean, the whole the whole landscape of the Truck Series, very nice of them, by the way, to announce this on the day we're recording our, I thought the same our thing. Truck Series <laughs> podcast. That was, that was very nice of them. Appreciate them for doing that. But... Yeah, so Spire Motorsports is, has purchased KBM. They purchased Kyle Busch Motorsports. Um, there is a lot, a lot that goes on between this. So, so obviously Kyle switched from Toyota to Chevrolet. You know, KBM was the dominant, you know, team in the series for years with Toyota. The Chevy backing wasn't so much there. The drivers they got in the car or in the trucks were kind of like you know when jack wood's driving half your races it's because he's got sponsorship right it's not so much because he's he's got the talent and so and purdy's done okay and they had the the alliance with rev racing and and all of that but very interesting so so spire obviously has now purchased kbm so kyle is is out of the truck series um rev racing who the kbm had the the partnership with is already in with Gainbridge, right? And and Gainbridge is where Spire has has definitely gotten an influx of money, right? Because they just spent forty million dollars on a charter in the Cup Series. They're going to add another team. Uh, they've got this deal with Trackhouse now. Now they're getting. I mean, they've already had the seven truck in in the you know part time in the Truck Series, but they're taking over. They're taking over not only KBM, but they're taking over Rowdy Manufacturing, which is a part of that. Uh, and, and goes into all of that. So, and it's an operation that's already there. It's been running. I would assume they keep a lot of the same people in place and everything. So now you've got 
you've got them taking that over. Well, GMS is is stepping away, right? They've just they're ceasing operation, and that's they have what four or five Chevy trucks, depending on the week. And so, how much more money is Chevy putting into this? Uh, you would imagine some Gainbridge money is coming into this. I, I'm fairly certain there's Andretti money behind the scenes at this point. I'm surprised we've not heard more of an announcement of the Andrettis being bought into Spire, but. Spire obviously has a very grand picture, and this is something they've been working on, right? They they started the cup team, a couple of employees. They built things up. They brought Corey LaJoy to be their anchor guy. They've signed him to a long-term deal. Now they've got young talent and unannounced yet, but Carson Hosevar is going to be on the team. Zane Smith is going to be driving Spire equipment as a track house driver. Again, kind of a, a weird situation, but a good driver. And now you're adding this. They've been dipping their toes into to Xfinity as well. They've obviously got huge plans. I think it's great. You've got drivers out there on the market, guys like Grant Enfinger. Where is he going? He's leaving GMS. They're closing. Do they get a driver like that? And he brings sponsorship money with them and and stuff. So interesting. Another part of it all is Kyle Busch, right? He's he wants to stay in the Cup Series long enough that and and keep KBM around long enough that Brexton can drive a KBM truck. Well, now you don't have a KBM truck, so some some speculation that i've heard i think there could maybe be something to it does this lead to to kyle buying into rcr now instead of having kbm and rcr creates a truck program down the road and and brexton and kyle race trucks for rcr or and rcr has had a truck program before and they've had an xfinity program well they still have an xfinity program and they were four cars in the cup series at once so it's not out of the realm for them to be bigger program and if kyle wants to buy in and he's obviously got a bunch of money he just sold his his businesses here right and a lot of a lot of things coming out of this a lot of potentials for what could be and and who's the driver lineup going to be and uh you know bob said he expects chase purdy to stick around he was the driver of the four truck this year uh so if purdy comes back do you add a guy like a grand end finger there's some other names out there too uh there's young talent oh boy i i don't know and and is Chevy, you know, since Chevy lost GMS, since they're losing KBM in a way now, like do they kind of refocus that that money into one with the Spire program? Uh, very interesting. A lot of a lot of dominoes to come from this, but but this really shakes things up and is another big domino in not only is all of all of NASCAR the the ownership landscape is changing, right? The track houses are coming in, Spires are are trying to be bigger, Rick Wares are are trying to be bigger. RFK has really come a long ways. Um, and so there's a there's a lot. Colleague, you know, they're trying to be something big. There's a lot going on in all these series. So it's very interesting to see where the dominoes continue to fall here. And it just makes things more interesting, too, honestly. I mean, when you had the big Gibbs, when you had Hendrick, when you had all of the, uh, Roush back in the day, too. I mean, all of these guys were major players in the sport, and everybody else was sort of getting dwarfed by all of these big major conglomerates right which is why they said you can't own more than four cars which is why they said you can't be a, a dominating force in this series anymore in this sport anymore because i mean there needs to be there needs to be some sort of parity it's like you can't you can't have kansas city dominating for 30 years and and expect everybody else to not try to ascend to that level so you know when you when you start bouncing things around and and for kyle bush i mean Again, it, it, it can't be easy when you leave Toyota with all the support that he got from Toyota to go to Chevy and not feel that same sort of support. So, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that that was a lot of why he, he stepped away from that. 
and and I think you're right, Cody. I don't know that there's going to be. I don't know. It won't be very long till he makes another move because either a decides to not and then eventually retire and kind of walk away uh, from the sport, but or he does decide to go all in on an ownership stance, a la Keslowski. Um, there, you know. there will be a there. He'll he'll be back in the his assuming that Braxton wants to. I mean, Braxton is only what nine or ten, I think, right now. So he's he's still young and maybe. He'd, Decides he wants to, but assuming Braxton wants to to climb the ladder and get into NASCAR, Kyle's dream is to go compete for, or at least what he said is go compete for the Truck Series Championship. Something he's not been able to do because they are the limits, right? And he'll not be a Cup Series driver anymore. He'll be a Truck Series regular, and him and Braxton are are running a team. And and just because KVM of twenty twenty three has now been sold, and and going forward, it won't be. Doesn't mean there's not a future KBM that's built. Doesn't mean that it's he doesn't get in bed with RCR. Richard said during the press conference when they announced him, right? That was part of, or I don't remember. I think it was Richard. You know, he gave he gave Braxton a hundred dollar bill, right? And he said, "You have a future here," and and the family thing. And and Richard is all about family. Well, some of the family, not Ty, but Austin. <laughs> Austin gets you know, Austin has gotten his ride, and then he's been in the Cup Series now, so. And he's already moved into management roles and stuff there. And he, he runs their, they have a rodeo team they own or something that, that awesome. And so being a family oriented thing, I, there's definitely something else down the road for Kyle. I, he's not done in the truck series. He's not, it is crazy. They just got to their hundred wins, right? They just hit that mark. And, and now that's, that's it. I mean, it, unless they win a race here in the next couple of races, then it's a perfect 100 and, and they're out. That's a nice little even number to hang your hat on and, and get out with. Yeah. yeah. And hey, a guy like there used to be a truck series team called Brad Keselowski racing and that no longer exists. And uh, whatever happened to that guy, where, where, where'd he end up in ownership? Right. So yeah, there's other paths down the road. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. That guy didn't account for anything later on in his life. So um, yeah, no, I mean, that's obviously, like I said, not the end of Kyle Busch. It's just a matter of where the focus lends itself uh, anyway. So yeah, and Bob did say, too, he expects Spire to be three full-time trucks next year. Obviously, there's two full-time KBM trucks right now, and the seven truck was was part-time this past season. So maybe they they move that into three. Real quickly, too, I know we got to hit a break here. Daniel Dye is going to uh, McAnally-Hilgeman Racing next season. They're going to keep the number 43 truck. Sounds like that's going to be a third truck. So they've got the 19 with Eckes. They've got the 35 with Jake Garcia. And Daniel Dye, one of the GMS drivers, going to be going over there. He obviously brings a lot of sponsorship money with him. So uh, interesting there. And always interesting camera angles, too. So uh, He's always always in the mix of it. (laughs) That dude's got more cam time, at least front dash cam time. I think the goal of his race is not to win. It's be where the action is. Catch the good shot for us. You know what they did? (laughs) They hired him as an extra camera operator and just threw him behind the wheel. All about the content, Rod. Literally. That they were just like, Daniel, you are our our camera operator in the truck, so this is what your job is. Get get us good footage. So, Uh, All right, speaking of good things... Vissen, we're brought to you by Vissen. Sign up now and save 40% off of a football season special when you use promo code SGP. Vissen.com slash subscribe. Promo code SGP. Sean and Ryan, of course, they're always degenerates to the course. So they're in a contest right now. They're going head-to-head with other Vissen shows to see who sells the most subscriptions. The winning show is going to get a $1,000 Super Bowl future. The best part is 
is that Sean and Ryan are going to put you in and get you a cut into the prize if they win. Here is how it happens. Step one, go to vison.com. That's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. Use promo code SGP to sign up. Then step two, you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash V-S-I-N to submit your proof of purchase. When they win, the script says if, but screw that. When they win, you'll get to vote on what team to use that $1,000 Super Bowl future on. And when it hits... Sorry, I know it's false advertising if it doesn't happen, but I don't care. When it hits, you'll get an equal... I'm optimist. Always the optimist here. Uh, you'll get an equal piece of the action. So go to vsin.com slash subscribe. Use promo code SGP. Then head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash vsin to submit. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool, and you're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot, which picks have value stop betting in the dark join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com use code sgpn to get 50 percent off of your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets well cody we are at the Talladega Super Speedway. Uh, well, it's, it's Lincoln, Alabama, but Talladega, Alabama, I don't know. Remember, I like to give my cities their props, but it's Lincoln, Alabama. I know this is Talladega, but uh, 94 laps around this 2.660-mile paved track for 250 miles. Just a absolutely blistering short race. I mean, when you talk about, you know, the, the Talladega, the 500-miler on Talladega, this is half of that. There is going to be yeah. so much action packed into teeny tiny little and, set of laps yeah we talked about it in the cup series right that extra 100 miles it gives extra time for for things to happen and whatnot in the truck series there's less time for things to happen but there's less time for everything and so they are going to be pushing right from the very start there will not be any slowdown in the action it's going to be crazy from the drop of the green flag yeah, and, and like we said too earlier with trucks, it's already unpredictable as it is with these truck drivers. So you shorten this race to 94 laps. Again, you are in for, what it would say, the last time, uh, the last race, it felt like it was like basically nothing. It was like a little over an hour, right? It was very, very short. Uh, last year's race, though, was two hours and 12 minutes. So not necessarily as short time-wise, but of course, like I said, the action is short. Uh, well, yeah, it's not short time-wise because a lot of caution flags and big wrecks. <laughs> yeah, well, six cautions for 29 laps in 2021, nine cautions for 36 laps in 2022. Yeah, we are certainly in for our fair share of craziness. Well, Cody, the odds weren't nice to us, but we still found a way to get in on some of the bets that we liked. So why don't we start laying out our bets for this Love's RV Stop 250. Yeah, a couple things real quick. There's only three Truck Series races left this season, Rod. Wow. That's extremely sad and horrible to think about, but we're going to take advantage of it. So this is, uh, again, Corey Heim already has his ticket punched to Phoenix to the championship race. He is in. If a playoff driver wins this race, they will also join him. 
Playoff points are going to be important here, right? They've got Homestead in a couple of weeks. That will be the last race before they set the uh, the final. Is it? Yeah, they. Yeah, Homestead is the is the final one. So playoff standings. Heim is in. Uh, Ekis is twenty nine to the good. Hosovar is eighteen to the good. Enfinger fourteen to the good. Zane Smith fourteen to the bad. You, you watch out for the guy who's finished first or second three or four seasons in a row now. If if he get, has a bad day at Talladega, going to need a really good day at Homestead. Could be interesting. Ben Rhodes is nineteen under. Sanchez twenty two under. Ty Majeski. If they can't figure out them tires, he's 22 under as well. So interesting, going to be interesting to watch the battle and see. Again, this is the wild card of all wild card races for this round for the Cup Series and for the Truck Series. Entry list, there's 40 entries for 36 spots. This is important because one of the guys I've got multiple bets on might not even make this race. We did have that happen last year, unfortunately. So keep that in mind. Might read the book rules and see. They might refund it. They might not. You might want to wait until make sure if he makes the race. Odds might not be as good, but that is something to keep an eye on because four drivers will not make this race. Uh, Genjo Cobb is in, back in the 10 car. Uh, Jason M. White is back in the 22. Chandler Smith is taking over for Matt Benedetto in the 25 car. I've not seen if that's just for this race or if it's for the rest of them, uh, but he will be in there. Brad Moffitt is in that extra front row car. Uh, in the 34 truck, rather. Bayhurry is back in the 41. Jack Wood is back in the 51. Tyler Hill in the 56. Uh, Jake Drew in the 61. Kligerman is back in the 75 as well. So those are kind of the the notables on the entry list this week. All right, Rod. There's a, we had a lot to talk about today. Oh, we finally sure did. Time, finally time to get into the bets. I'm going to start off with Brett Moffitt to finish on the podium. Plus 425. He's going to be in that other front row truck and you've got to imagine with zane smith being under the cut line right now one of the points of having a second front row truck out there is to help zane smith run well help keep zane smith up near the front help zane smith score points if zane smith is up near the front hopefully brett moffitt's going to be right there in tow with him i think that could make it hard for moffitt to win this race a little bit but hey maybe if if something happens to to zane earlier maybe it ends up where zane ends up pushing him just because that's the position they're in but i do think he could get on the podium at plus 425, I think that this is a good bet. Um, he's got no truck starts this season, um, and he's been hasn't really made a bunch of truck starts since 2020. But in 2020, he did finish seventh here um, and 13th at Daytona. In 2019, he finished fourth place here at Talladega as well. This year in the Xfinity Series, sixth at Atlanta, 12th at Talladega, 10th at Talladega last season. So he's getting to the end of these races. That's the most important part any of these bats hitting a Talladega is being there at the end. He's been really good at it, and he's in a really good, strong truck. You don't have to be in the best equipment to be up front here, but the better your equipment is, the better chance it gives you. Could allow him to be up front a little, lead some laps. I think he can finish on the podium at the end of the day. Brett Moffat, podium finish, which is top three if you're not, not from the open wheel world, I guess, but uh, plus 425. And, you know, slingshot engage. We talk a lot about uh, the the paint schemes for the wonder bread and the oh, old spice not. car yeah maybe not but still uh <laughs> i love it no that i mean again we're praying for chaos we're praying for even something uh that happens that that doesn't normally happen in on talladega you can't really argue against any bet so i won't uh so i will turn my attention to my next bet i'm playing a little safer uh and and you know what honestly the the theme of my card is I'm just gonna play it safe this week. I literally Cody's the and long mine's shot. Much the opposite. I, yeah, I was gonna all, say 
That <laughs> plus 425, that was the lowest odds of any bets I'm giving out today. Yeah, so I was going to say. That tells you where. Then that's just, again, how I feel about the odds we're getting are not great. So it's hard for me to take anything near the top. And I just said, we're going full absolute chaos is what I, I am rooting for the most chaos possible in this race. Well, I am just hoping that the, you know, the good drivers in these trucks continue to be good drivers on this track and don't get caught up in nonsense. So I will give you Christian Eckes as a top five. This is at plus 120. I'm on premise this again. I know these are super speedway odds. I know these are not good. But I also know that most of the other betting community in the world would look at a plus 120 and think it's a little bit risky because it's a plus 120. Therefore, I say to you, Christian Eckes at plus 120 is still a good bet for a top five. If you even wanted to ladder this up to a top three, it is plus 225 for a top three. I know it's not what we're used to, but uh, top three for Christian Eckes. He has been a top three driver in all four of his last four races between IRP between Milwaukee, between Kansas, between Bristol. All four of those races have been inside of the top three for Christian Eckes, which makes the strength of a top five finish even stronger here, given that that's what he's done over the last four races. All told, in 20 starts, he has nine top 10 finishes, which is right up there at the top of the list as far as top 10 finishes in. It's not the top, but it is close to the top in top 10 finishes in the series for these truck drivers. In Daytona, top three finish. He finished third in Daytona. In Atlanta, not the super speedway, but Atlanta super speedway. He won that race. So, again, strong showings all season long by Christian Eckes in this truck, which makes the top five almost a no-brainer. He did it last year, actually, in this track, on this very track, in this very race. Uh, he started 13th, finished 5th. He led 25 laps in that span. So, Again, this is just a matter of picking somebody. And he was in the 98 truck. He wasn't even in uh, the, his, his normal truck that he's in now. So, you know, again, that even makes it even more impressive. That, he's not in the 19 truck then. He was in the 98 truck. So uh, he was able to make some, another truck work to his liking. So Christian Eckes, like I said, it's not super sexy, but I think it's, it's got a really good chance of cashing, which is why I'm taking Eckes as a top five truck at plus 120. And then, like I said, if you really want to get kind of, uh, this is the risk, the riskier part. Take the top three at plus 225. Uh, but I fully believe for, that he's going to be around the top uh, of the track, the front of the pack, and, and maybe not get caught up in a lot of the nonsense that most of the people in the middle of the pack will get caught up in and have a good finish. Yeah, that, that 19 truck has been a rocket ship all year. Eckes has done a great job in it. Um, it's just staying out of trouble, right? And that's that's the risk you're taking. Um, I'm going to go with a couple of longer shots for top five finishes. I'm going to start with Spencer Boyd. He is one of those guys that has the potential to not make the race. I suppose Moffat probably is too because that, that's a new truck for that, that 34 truck. But um, but Spencer Boyd, top five, if he can make the And it's it's so funny to say it, right, is – there's potential he's not going to make the race on speed, but you're going to bet on him for a top five because raw speed and qualifying means absolutely zero, zilch, nothing, nada. It doesn't matter other than he needs to get a race. If he is able to make it into the race, once you're in the draft and all of that, it, it just doesn't matter as much. Is he going to be one of the strongest trucks on the day? Probably not. You're going to need attrition, and that's what you're going for when you're betting on a guy like Spencer Boyd. But Spencer Boyd has been pretty good at plate tracks. He's got four starts at Talladega. 7th, 38th, 13th, and Rod, he's won here before. He's already 
won a race at Talladega, who was a crazy last lap deal. I think uh, Johnny Sauter actually won the, took the checkered flag, but he had made made the pass under the line, double yellow lines or whatever, and, and Boyd ends up with the win. But regardless, Boyd was the winner. That That right there shows you all you need to know. If he can get in the race, he's able to put himself in position to get good finishes. Four starts at Daytona as well. 11th, 13th, 19th, and 4th running at the end of all of them. Got a top four at Daytona. He's got a win at Talladega. He can get you in the top five here at the end. He's really good at, at just avoiding the Again, certain drivers are good at avoiding the chaos, good at being there at the end. Spencer Boyd is one of those guys. Got to make the race. That's going to be very important because it's going to be hard to finish in the top five if you don't make the race. If he makes the race, he's going to be in the mix uh, later on, I think. So top five for him, 10 to 1. Also, Brett Holmes, top five, 7 to 1. Um, last year, arguably could have been one of the guys that maybe won this race, but uh, Matt Benedetto was credited the win based on the ghost yellow flag that shouldn't have came out when it did. We'll talk more about that in a few. And another bet I got screwed on, but Brett Holmes, Alabama kid. Uh, so this is his home track. This is where he wants to run good. Finished third place here last year in that race. He was one other start at Talladega, 15th. Again, two for two, making it to the end of these races. That's the important thing. 13th at Daytona this spring. Guess what? Made it to the end. He was also third at the Arca race here at Talladega in April. Made it to the end, was in the mix. That's what you're looking for. So Boyd, top five, 10 to one. Holmes, top five, seven to one. I love it. Again, throwing darts, throwing educated darts at the board to see what sticks. Uh, all right. My next safer play, I suppose, is Carson Hosevar as a top five truck as well. Uh, this is a plus 140. Carson Hosevar, we know and we've watched be red hot in this series as of late and really in general, three wins on the season. Half of his finishes, half of his 20 starts in this have ended in a top five finish. That is that is just so obscene in this truck series when you just, you know, when you see so much chaos surrounding everybody. But for Josevar, he's been very, very steady over the last few, uh, few races, especially where all five of his last five races have been inside of the top 10. Four of those have been inside of the top five. Two of those have been inside of the top three. So only one finish in his last five has been outside of the top five in general. Um, going back to what he did earlier this season at Daytona, he started ninth, finished 20th, unfortunately, or 12th rather, not a, not a very good finish there. Did start fifth in Atlanta, but got crashed out and ended up logging a 31st place finish in that one as well. So not really too much luck there. And honestly, not a lot of, this is the only reason that I feel like this is more of a risk than, than anything is because he hasn't had very much success on Talladega in general. But what I am going after is the fact that he's had speed to start with. So at some point, this luck is going to have to turn around. And the fact that he's been running so well lately makes me think that this might be the actual time. You know, I know that when you stand there and someone punches you in the face 100 times um, and you don't duck, well, eventually they're going to not punch you, right? So this is probably going to be that time where Carson Hosevar manages to break through. His only two finishes as a truck driver here on this track 25th, 28th in 2021 and 2022. Uh, like I said, he started 6th in 2021, finished 25th. He crashed out. Uh, started 3rd last season, ended up finishing 28th in that. But he did lead 12 laps, which means he was 
toward the front of that race too. So again, Carson Hosevar just so good this season, so consistent. He's driving the Cup Series car now. He's been rewarded for his efforts in the lower series. So um, I think there's a lot more confidence behind Carson Hosevar as of late. I think that translates to Talladega. I think a top five finish for him at 140 is good. I also think, again, just like Eckes, uh, Hosevar is actually plus 300 for a top three finish. So I, the only thing, like I said, the only thing that stops me from really suggesting the top three is the fact that he's been crashed out of the last one. So if you don't think that Hosevar uh, is going to crash, I think a top three at three to one could do uh, a, a wonders as well. Yeah, and he's the favorite to win this race over on on Superbook. Uh, different books have different favorites, but wow. but he is on some of the books is the favorite to win this race. So uh, the books like him as well. Next up for me, Rod. Uh, again, this is just complete strategy play here. These there's some bigger groups on Caesars. It's a lot of drivers, and in general, that scares me a little. But when you're giving me an option at plus five twenty to win a group, again, this is going to be just complete and utter chaos. And so you can win a group like this by just surviving. And again, you can finish 30th and still cash this bet. You don't have to get in the top five. You don't have to be the top finishing Ford or or Chevy or, or whatever. You just have to get ahead of these other guys. And in a plus 520, this is Group B over on Caesars. Give me Taylor Gray, my guy. Rod, this is his first start on a super speedway um, because he was not old enough when they went to Daytona. He was not old enough when they went to Atlanta. So he has finally graduated into being old enough. He did race the ARCA uh, race here in the uh, spring. He did finish seventh in that. So he survived the chaos, made it to the end, right? So there's something to be said for that. So as far as statistics go, don't have a ton because, well, he's he's not done it really before. So hopefully he's been on the iRacing. Hopefully he's, he's a... Uh, a super speedway ringer, much like myself. It's about the only place I'm good at. I'm really good at the super speedways. Everywhere else, I just suck. But um, so this is Group B. Going to take him a plus five twenty again. It's just it's a guy I want to root for, Taylor Gray. I love the dude, um, and and it's a good number five twenty to win a group. He's got to beat Chandler Smith, who should be good in that twenty five Rackley War truck. He's got to beat Parker Kligerman, who's generally really good at super speedways. But Rod has what forty seven starts in the truck series this year. And like one finish better than 20th, that's not actually accurate, but it's something very similar to that. It's not been good for that 75 truck. Brad Moffitt, I just made the case for him to finish in the top three, but Rod, if he gets swept up in a in a wreck, if he doesn't finish inside the top three, maybe Gray beats him. Maybe he finishes in the top three and Gray beats him. You never know. Um, Nick Sanchez and Chase Purdy, again, they're in good trucks. They're good drivers, but anything can happen. This is another... Just building for chaos type of bet, expecting Taylor Gray to hopefully outlast these guys. And again, there's always that possibility. He finishes 27th, and these other guys all get wrecked out in front of him. He can still cash this type of bet. Plus 520 for a group bet uh, is a really good number. So uh, I'm going to take Taylor Gray plus 520 to win Group B over on Caesars. I it would be something else if he actually won this race too. That would be that would be one for the books. I mean, obviously we've seen. We'll, crazy we'll winners talk about that more later yeah i know i know but i'm just saying like i i see you i but i just definitely something <laughs> something to look out for so um all right i won't spoil your outrights uh give me ben Rhodes as a top three truck as my next one plus 340 on this one 
I, I just, I know. I can see you all on the other end of this going, because it's not a bet that you would normally make on any other track. I mean, Ben Rhodes this season, he does have the one win at Charlotte, which was fantastic. He did have a good stretch between Charlotte and Pocono of solid top 10 finishes. But since then, it's just been pretty mediocre, right? 12th at Richmond, 16th at IRP, 16th at Milwaukee, 25th at Kansas. He did finally come through with a 7th place finish at Bristol. He's only got four top fives in the season at all. Started the season 11th at Daytona, but he did have fifth a 5th place finish in Atlanta after starting third, which again, not necessarily a super, super speedway, but the pack style racing that we're used to. I will hearken back though to a couple of starts for, uh, for Ben Rhodes on Daytona. Um, and I, and I'll say that and then I'll transition into, into Talladega, but, uh, Ben Rhodes won here or not. He won at Daytona in 2021, finished second in 2022. Like I said, it was a rough go of earlier in the season at, at 11th place. For him there, but he that is. Was a, that was an interesting slip you had when you said he won here because he should have fucking won here last year, Rod. That's what I was about right. to get to because he finished <laughs> second here last year. No, in he won that the race. race and he was awarded second place. That is correct. So <laughs> that is that is exactly what happened. So that, he's proven that he can get around this and actually finish in first place. Whether or not they acknowledge it, that's the other thing. But uh, he did finish in first. And not to mention, he was on the pole here in 2021, led 20 laps. Unfortunately, that only wound up in a 13th place finish. But Ben Rhodes, an experienced driver, old driver, as it were. He's got, uh, what is it? I'm, I'm looking at it now. He's got uh, seven starts on this track, which uh, puts him inside of the top 10 of active drivers on this one. So uh, Matt Crafton was 17, by the way, which I'm looking. Yeah, we don't have any Crafton on here, but <laughs> that dude, that dude's been racing around Talladega for as long as uh, most starts. kids can remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I'll take Ben Rhodes, though. Like I said, as a top three plus 340. I just feel like this guy, he's been good here lately. He, he just needs a break. Yeah, I actually really really like this bet i've got more on ben Rhodes in a little bit so we will circle back to that next up for me rod uh another fun way and, and i think good way to attack these super speedway bets is is to go in on on multiple drivers to be the top finishing uh you know manufacturer right so so I, i'm gonna go over to the ford camp and gonna take a couple you look at this we've got one two three four five six seven eight nine Nine Fords in the race, assuming they all make it. These bottom three potentially wouldn't make it. I don't, again, I don't have the list in front of me of who's on that bubble for making it, but so it's only nine Fords, and maybe they don't even all make it. But assuming they all make it, you've got nine Fords in here, uh, and they're subject to to getting in accidents. It happens, right? So Zane Smith's at the top of the board, plus two twenty five. Then Majeski, you got Rhodes up there, Brett Moffat, Matt Crafton. But I'm looking just past those guys. I'm going to take the next two on the board, um, and I'm going to go with Haley Deegan at 12 to one and Corey Roper at 20 to one. So this is going to give me two of the nine drivers. They're both at longer shots at 12 to one and, and 20 to one. Again, if it is chaotic, if Zane Smith gets caught up in a wreck, if Ty Majeski gets caught up in a wreck, if they sustain damage, if they don't have good days, these other drivers could make it to the end. For Haley Deegan. Um, again, this is another one of, 
uh, somebody I want to bet on. I would love to cash some bets on Haley Deegan. She's somebody that I enjoy watching. I think she's talented. I like what she's doing. Um, and in two starts here, she finished 24th in her first start. That was an okay run, right? Sixth place last year in her last start here at Talladega, which means she can make it to the end, Rod. She can last. She can be there. Um, and then you go back to Atlanta earlier this season. She finished 12th there as well. So she's got a few super speedway, good finishes. She can outlast everyone. And, and again, that's all you're looking for here. And, and when there's only nine Fords in, in a field of 36, you might end up finishing 10th or 12th or 15th and still be the top finishing Ford if there, one wreck and six Fords are in it. There's only You've only got to beat two other Fords at this point. And you've got two people. And if there are two of the three left, You'll, those two just have to beat one person. So it's all a numbers game. Uh, for Corey Roper, one start here, Rod, uh, and that was in 2021. Sixth place finish. Again, survived the chaos, was there at the end. The last time he raced at Daytona, also in 2021, third place. Survived the chaos, was there at the end. Is Zane Smith going to be the best Ford out here? Probably is. Is Ben Rhodes going to be one of the best Fords out here? Probably is Brad Moffat going to be on the podium at the end? He might be, but if they get caught up in the wreck and you lose out on having those bets, you've got these bets to back you up. Um, and I think at, with Deegan at twelve to one and Roper at twenty to one, they are appropriately priced. And again, you got two of the nine, so you just have to beat the other seven. And maybe some of the other ones don't even make the race. Hopefully, Roper does. But Deegan's in the race for sure. <laughs> Well, and I'll throw one more Ford on the fire. I was looking at Toyota, but I was like, nah, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. Like, I didn't want to <laughs> try to try to see who was going to do that. So I just yeah, kind of trying Toyota. It's not. It's not sexy. And then Chevy, like it's, that's that's. I do. I, well, I guess I do have a. I tossed a Toyota one in here just because I like another driver. But the Toyota, it is the same thought process, right? Because you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You've only got ten Toyotas. Uh, I'm uh, these actually might all be guaranteed to the race, maybe not though. David Gillen back in the race, too. That's just it's yeah. great to see, yeah. But, anyways, continue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I just decided <laughs> to throw another Ford onto the mix, and uh, I'm gonna take the safer Ford. Remember my word for today? It's safe. If you were Pee Wee Herman and I would tell you to scream real loud when you hear me say safe, you'd probably be hoarse right now. Uh, but yes, yeah, Zane Smith as the top Ford. This is at plus 225. I mean, if you've listened to this show at all and you know that it's been rough for Zane Smith, it has been very much hit or miss over the last few weeks. Started out red hot. He won Daytona, right? He won the the first super speedway race there. Uh, started on the pole in Atlanta. Unfortunately, he didn't uh, pull that one through at a 20th place. But for Zane Smith, he's got to get something going, right? He's, he knows that his chances now... Our, our starting to run out, Cody laid it out for you. He's he's sitting outside of the bubble line, right? 19 points out. So he needs help. He needs to do something. He needs to win this race. And with the wild card being what it is, you got to come out swinging. He's already won one super speedway this this uh, season. I mean, I don't even need him to win it to, to, to cash this bet for us. We just need him to be the top forward. So even if he comes in second and a Chevy wins or Toyota wins or you know, maybe he does end up winning this one, which I'm not even giving it out as a winner. So uh, neither one of us are, for that matter. We don't have that much faith in Zane Smith. But I will say that the better trucks here need to perform. The playoff trucks here need to perform. His track record here, garbage. Just garbage. 33rd in 2020, 33rd in 2021. Crashed out of both of those. 
and then 17th last year. But he started third, eighth, and fourth, which tells me he's still got the fast truck, especially, well, and the third and the eighth were in the 21 truck. He started fourth last season in the 38th, finally. So he's got the speed. He knows how to get around this track. He has to just play nice for 94 laps. If he can do that, he's a talented enough driver to finish as the top Ford uh, over all the Fords that Cody just listed off. Um, so, again, I, I highly think that he's still talented enough. We just got to see it. And much like I was talking about with, uh, with Carson Hosevar, you know, around this track, he's had some horrible luck. I'm hoping for luck to change is really what I'm hoping for in this, in this whole thing. So if we can predict chaos to, to propel longer odd drivers to do better, then I'm going to predict chaos to give me a nice, stable foundation for some talented drivers. Yeah, I think that it's not a bad way to play even all three of these because you take Zane hoping that he is the best truck as he should be in this group. And and if we get to the chaos angle, you've got the others to fall back on. It covers you for both. Maybe this is a calm race. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, maybe <laughs> this is a calm race. And uh, and it you know and Zane Smith leads and he won what he won Daytona earlier this year, right? So we know he can get it done and, and he can avoid the chaos just like anybody else can. Um, so yeah, I think it's not even a bad way to go about it. Having three, then again, you're at three of the nine. Obviously, if it doesn't hit, then that sucks. But you can cover yourself pretty well. Otherwise, um, the update too, as we're we're live on the show here, we're not live, but as we're recording live, Garrett Smithley is listed for the number zero two young motorsports truck. That was a truck that was TBA, uh, so they had not announced who would be in it. I, I've not seen anything that. The Tricon Garage, the number one truck also. I don't know who's supposed to be in that. So. I'm seeing that that's Gilliland in the number one truck. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, he was not. Okay, I was David Gilliland. Was listed. Yep. Yeah, so that makes sense, which is Todd's dad. Very good driver in his own right. Awesome to see him on there. So that makes sense why he's listed there. Anyway, sorry, that just popped up from Bob, so I figured I would mention it. All right, Rod, next up for me, I'm going to go to Tyler Hill. Um, I'm going to take him for a top five finish, 17 to one. I'm also going to toss him in there as the top finishing Toyota at 33 to one from the Toyota angle. Again, much like we just talked about with the Ford angle, um, there's only 10 Toyotas in this thing. Um, you've got Corey Heim kind of at the top. That's really it for big name drivers, right? Then it's Ankrum and, and Taylor Gray and Tanner Gray and Gillen and Friesen. I guess Friesen's not really a big name anymore since he kind of sucks these days, but, uh, <laughs> Sorry to our favorite Canadian, but you got Jake Drew in there. You got Dean Thompson, you got Vargas. Uh, and, and Tyler Hill is the longest shot in this group, but it's funny because the nine guys in front of him are 16 to one or shorter, and Tyler's 33 to one. And it just doesn't make sense to me. And his number at at five to one or at 17 to one, rather, to be in the top five. Um, he's got one start at Talladega, Rod. You know what his average finish What's what do you think Tyler Hill's average finish at Talladega is? I'm gonna say 19th second one start <laughs> he finished second place um and so he's really good so his brother timmy obviously drives the truck a lot of the time and tyler splits some time with him as well and timmy finished eighth at atlanta these guys this is a family-owned team they know how much money it costs when they wreck these trucks they are so good about avoiding the chaos and you look at it tyler's got five starts this year every single one of them he's finished between 21st and 29th and that's not on super speedways. That's just at normal tracks because he's good about keeping it clean. He minds his P's and Q's. 
runs his own race, comes home with a nice solid finish for what that car is. Now you put him in the super speedway, you get a bunch of cars wiped out in front of him, gives him the opportunity to get up there. Again, he doesn't have an extensive history, but he's one for one finishing in the top two at Talladega. If he can finish in the top two, that means he can finish in the top five. That means he could be the top Toyota at the end of the day. And again, the top Toyota, it covers you because Corey Heim, if some of these other guys get caught up in these wrecks, he doesn't have to finish super good to be the top finishing Toyota. So I think you play Tyler Hill both ways. Top five at 17 to one. Top Toyota 33 to one. Maybe even cashes both for you. Praying to the chaos gods that that exactly happens. So <clears throat> love that. Uh, all right. I am going to go on to my, I'm, I'm claiming it back. This is mine again. Uh, winning truck numbers. Uh, my winning truck number for this one is 10 to 19. Uh, that is the range that looked, I'm taking. I looked very hard at this bet, actually. Yep. It's, I'm telling you, it's, it's very, the other ones, I mean, the other odds for these ones are not necessarily as great. And I'll give you them right now. So winning car number, um, you got the, the bands of 20 to 49 at minus 115. And I get it because the 20 to 49, basically, that's that's 29 cars. <laughs> that you're, or 29 trucks, rather, that you're getting right there. That's that's a shit ton of ca- uh, trucks right there on the bottom of it. And But if you notice, as we've gone through our entire cards here, well, after this, all we have left is the outrights. No minus money bets. No head-to-heads. Not not good ways to play this type of race i just want to toss that out there continue no you're absolutely right and that's and that's it so but for for 20 to to 49 i mean the really only threats that you've got kind of in that whole thing are uh like the grant Enfingers out there and and zane smith obviously uh but other than that and carson hosevar those three those three are, are are highly in there which is why it's minus money but again like cody said you don't want that 50 plus is at plus 200 Obviously, that gives you the 98 car and the 99 car, uh, which are in there as well. Um, and then, of course, 10 to 19, where I'm falling, is at plus 210. Zero to nine is at plus 550. Uh, but as appealing as it may seem for that one, zero There's to nobody n- in that group. <laughs> literally nobody in that group. Zero to nine, you got Gilliland, Smithley, Sanchez, Roper, Purdy, Thompson, and Howard. That's a rough. Uh, hey, they could, all of those people. Most of those people could win, but if you want to yeah, pray for, if that's you a rough group to yeah. only get five fifty. Yeah. That's that is a yeah, that's a long, long shot if ever there was one. So I will stay right within the realm of the uh, ten to nineteen because that gives me, uh, well, okay, it gives me Jennifer Joe Cobb, which <laughs> you know she ain't winning this race. It, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But I love it, Jennifer Joe Cobb, but. Uh, yeah, if she wins this race, some crazy shit went down. <laughs> some absolute crazy stuff. Uh, but it gives me Corey Heim. Love that, right? It gives me Haley Deegan, which whoa, Cody, whoa, whoa, you're skipping right over somebody, Rob. Oh, I'm Jeez. sorry. It gives me Spencer Boyd. Don't as leave well. out Spencer Boyd. That's fine. It gives me Spencer Boyd. It gives me the Grays, both Grays. It gives me Tyler Anchorman. It gives me Christian Eckes. There are a lot more potential winners in that every, group. Every single truck in this number group outside of Jennifer Joe Cobb has a legit chance to win this race. I, I, it, <laughs> again, if there's two cars left, maybe Jen Joe Cobb wins. She probably would find a way to wreck, unfortunately, if, even if there was only two cars left. Everybody else in this group can legitimately win this race. Yep, which is exactly why I'm going with it. So 10 to 19. Uh, is the number band plus 210. This doesn't even have to have a whole lot of chaos for it to happen because, of course, Corey Heim. So in that number group is six wins on the season. Six out of 20 wins are represented in that number group alone. Two of them have three each, right, in in Christian Eckes and Corey Heim. So both of those guys... 
they're they're obviously well represented and and can win any race that they put their mind to. So I like it, and then everybody else has a chance to win it as well. Yeah, I like it. All right. Uh, well, speaking of winning the race, as we've already teased several of them, we will come back with winners. But first, a show we love on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold i'll tell you right now that i had my first old-fashioned and had to definitely send uh justin all the pictures i mean this was last year but like i had never had an old-fashioned before and i told him listen as much as i keep listening to you in the show i need to try one so i finally tried one Justin got me out of my shell, and now I actually drink old fashions. It's it's crazy. There you go. Nice, nice. I like it. Uh uh-huh, me too. But uh, all right, so people are going to win this race. Cody's got a list of them. Somebody's going to win this race again. the The possibilities are almost endless. You can bet on just about anybody to win this race, and that's what we're going to do. You got to spread it out, right? You take one of the favorites, you take some mid packs, you take a long shot because. Anybody can win this race, even Jennifer Joe Cobb, although we're not betting on her. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to start off. Ben Rhodes, 12 to 1. He's going to get revenge. Rod, last year, they're coming around turn four, coming to take the checkered flag. They're wrecking nowhere dangerously, much far behind the pack. It's not going to affect the outcome of the race. They're racing to the line. Ben Rhodes crosses the. We hit the yellow flag for whatever fucking reason 100 yards before and gave the win to Matt Benedetto. It was a sham. It shouldn't have happened. It was bullshit. I had a bet on Ben Rhodes, and I was extremely pissed. But that's okay, because the racing gods always even it out. They're going to even it out this year. I think Ben Rhodes has a really good chance to win this. 12-1. Um, to 1. Like I said, second place here last year. Should have won the race. Uh, his, previous fin- his four previous finishes to that second place, 13th, 4th, 12th, 16th, finishing the end. The races being there at the end, being in the mix. Daytona, his last three races, 11th, 2nd, 1st. The two races at Atlanta on the new configuration, 2nd and 5th. He is a good super speedway racer. Expect him to be there at the end with a chance to win this. One of those playoff guys that is below the cutoff line right now, looking to make another run at the championship, which he won two years ago. I think Ben Rhodes could win this. 12-1 to over on DraftKings, uh, the best price I'm seeing for him, so get down on that. Taylor Gray, talked about him earlier, 25-1. to don't have all the fancy stats. They don't exist. It's going to be his first super speedway start. That can be scary in a way, but I believe in Gray. It's a good driver. It's a guy I want to root for again. You can make those kinds of bets here. You want to root for somebody to win? Why not? There's no reason he can't win this race. It's going to be in a fast truck, going to be in a good truck, and we know how talented he is. I think he could get it done. 25 to 1 over on DraftKings. Haley Deegan, 75 to 1. Again, one of these drivers, I don't want to miss out. When she wins that race, I want to be holding that ticket. That cash is 75 to 1. She's a talented driver. She could get that type of win in a race like this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Talked about it earlier. Finished sixth here um, at Talladega previously. 12th place earlier this spring at Atlanta. So she could find herself there at the end. Again, you get some attrition. You get some chaos. 
Oh, we saw last year at Daytona in the cup race, right? There was what, six cars left in that lead pack that weren't super damaged that, that were still going forward and, and Austin Dillon wins and catches the big ticket, but that could be a, any of these situations could play out. She could just be in the big pack at the end and be the one that slips through the wreck, or she could be the one leading it. It doesn't matter. 75 to one for Haley Deegan over on Caesars and Spencer Boyd rod 125 to one for a guy who's won here before he's already done it before. Why couldn't he do it again? Give me Spencer Boyd 125 to one at Caesars has to make the race again. That's, that's kind of key in winning, but if he makes the race. He's a very good play racer. He's going to put himself in the mix, have a chance to win this race. It will be fun, if nothing else, rooting for all of these long shots by the end of it. Uh, but again, my theme, I'm playing it safe. So uh, I'm going to take Grant Enfinger. Already three wins on the season. We talked about Heim and Eckes having three wins apiece. Enfinger is another one of those drivers that has three wins on this season. Not really the greatest of plate track racers, and especially not on this track at all, but he does have a win. Granted, you got to go all the way back to 2016 in the 24 truck to get there, but he's proven that he can win on this track. So uh, I, I trust that that has not necessarily gone away. It just is a product of bad luck. His finishes here lately, last season 29th, the season before that, 21st in the 98 truck, 13th in the 98 truck, 10th in the 98 truck, 19th, uh, then that 4th, a 1st, 12th, 22nd. But again, this season, he's been marching. He's got three wins. Uh, one of them came within the last three races, right? He started on the pole and won in Milwaukee. Not a super speedway, I get it. But when you win, it's infectious, it's contagious. Um, 17th in Kansas, third last week at Bristol. And listen, Bristol was a chore, Right, Bristol was almost as, as chaotic as Talladega is going to be. So I have faith that he'll be able to get it done. A fifth earlier this season in Daytona. Uh, not a good week in Atlanta where he finished 12th. Uh, but, I mean, I'd say not a good week. He still finished just outside of the top 10 on a super speedway-esque type of a track. But, listen, his average finish for the entire season is 9.2. His average start is 9.1. So literally kind of staying where he is. But, again, that just proves that there's not a wide range of expectations of what you can expect from Christian Eckesee, or uh, Grant Anfinger, rather. He's going to be good. You know that. And on a track like this, if he can stay in the top nine, then it's very easy that he can duck in front of the right line as it's surging on the last lap, right? Break out in the third lane or whatever, or, or be blocking at the end and, and choose the right lane to, to make it to win. He's done it already. Like you said, Spencer Boyd, he's done it already. So 12-1 to 1 for Grant Enfinger, who's already won three races this season. Give me him to win this race at Talladega. I like it. So, uh, you know, and, and again, it's just a matter of I want the good drivers to not suffer from chaos. I want them to rise to the occasion. Uh, and, hey, and get we've, we've built you a race to go two different, completely different ways. If it's a normal, clean race. Rod might cash a bunch of bets. If it's crazy chaos, I might give a bunch of cash a bunch. If it's a normal race, somewhere in between, we might both cash some stuff. Who knows? That's the that is the dream. It's the right ultimate there. goal, right? Yeah. But uh, all right. Speaking of that card, let's build that card for you out right now. Cody started you out with Brett Moffitt as a podium finisher, top three for those of you who don't drink tea at plus four twenty five. I gave you Christian Eckes as a top five truck at plus one twenty. Cody gave you Spencer Boyd as a top five truck at 10, uh, 10 to 1, rather, and Holmes 
at seven to one as a top ten, uh, top five truck. I gave you Carson Hosevar in the top five at plus one forty. Cody said that Taylor Gray was going to win Group B at plus five twenty over Chandler Smith, Parker Kligerman, Moffitt, Sanchez, and Purdy. I gave you Rhodes inside of the top three at plus three forty. Cody said Haley Deegan would be the top four to twelve to one, or Corey Roper at twenty to one. I said Zane Smith would be the top four at plus two twenty five. Cody gave you Tyler Hill as a top five car at 17 to one and the top Toyota at 33 to one. I said the winning truck was going to fall somewhere between the 10 and the 19 uh, at plus 210. And then Cody gave you uh, Ben Rhodes at 12 to one on DK, Taylor Gray at 25 to one on DK, Haley Deegan at 75 to one on Caesars, and Tyler Boyd, or Spencer Boyd rather, Tyler Boyd. Not the receiver from the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Spencer Boyd at 125 to 1 on Caesars to win this race. And then I gave you Grant Enfinger at 12 to 1 to be the winner of the Love's RV Stop 250. I love it, Rod. I'm excited. Again, approach this race with caution. Expect to lose it all. And if you win some, you win some. Have fun. Enjoy it. If you lose some, enjoy the race anyways because it was expected. Approach this race with caution, as there will be many cautions. So uh, definitely exactly (laughs) something to keep your eyes out for. But all right. Uh, Well, that's it. There's no more races to cover. Obviously, we'll be back tomorrow with DFS. And then uh, on Friday, we will wrap things up with our underdog fantasy episode. So uh, if you haven't already, go back, listen to the Cup Series race. Uh, It's out there. I know that you guys already have, so I don't have to tell you again. But yeah, definitely looking forward to the rest of this week as we break down DFS and Underdog for you. So let's send you on your way to fill out your Truck Series cards. Cody, remind everybody where they can find you on social media in the meantime. Yes, follow me on X, at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. And uh, yeah, join us join us for DFS tomorrow. Join us for Underdog on Friday. Oh, I love Super Speedway Racing so much. Get in on the Discord, continue the conversation, and we will continue to talk to you there as well. I'm on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media, going to be on the back road with Seth and Elliot breaking down Dega for you tomorrow night or tonight, whenever you listen to it. I don't tell you when to listen to your podcast. But, uh, anyways, like Cody said, we'll be back tomorrow for DFS. We'll see you on Friday for Underdog. Until then, everyone, let's go racing. Let's 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 do that. Let's go racing and let it ride.